I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to part two of Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. This week, I am joined by none other than Paul C. Brunson. What does the C stand for? The C stands for Carrick. C-A-R-R-I-C-K, uh, Eric. Very I important. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's sort of a charming cunt, quite frankly, because <laughs> you are so fucking smooth, mate. You are so fucking smooth. Paul C.C. Brunson, that's what I'm going to start calling you. C.C. I said, don't ask about the second C. Don't ask. Ask Vicky Patterson about the second C. That's what you need to tell people. I'll fucking tell them, Paul. I'm not bothered. Oh my god! I will ask them <laughs> to ask you about that. Um, so I feel like when we're at school and we're like deciding what we want to be and stuff, like you know, we are pushed towards being a nurse or a doctor or a school teacher or a graphic designer. Like you know, I know the sky's the limit and stuff, but they seem they, like I never saw matchmaker in my yeah. like you know, careers advisor's little office. Um, and I suppose I just wanted to know, did you fall into that? Is Have you always been romantic and interested in love? What's your story? All right. So the best story that I, I don't know if I've ever told this story. <gasps> we have an exclusive. This, this, this is an exclusive. So you're asking, like, where did I get the inspiration? Yeah, suppose, to, to yeah. Enter, enter this field. So when I was in kindergarten so kindergarten for us in the states was about six five five six years old yeah we still would reception. take naps okay oh, oh that's your reception yeah yeah we would take naps it's beautiful cute. right you take naps during the day you'd have your little cot so we would have little sleeping bags america sounds then, fucking great and oh yeah you roll out your sleeping bag you, you you take a nap right now in my nursery school, and I bet you this happened almost all over the world, is that as little as as kids, like we're we're demented, right? So we, it's like all the boys would sleep in in kind of you know one area, and it's like oh, don't talk to the girls. Oh, they got you. cooties. They got cooties. Yeah, yeah. You know, so um, all the girls were on one side, and uh, my teacher wrote home to my to my mom and said, you know, we we might have a problem with Paul. Because uh, he starts off taking a nap with the boys, and when everyone's asleep, he then goes over and gets in the sleeping bag with the girls. Don't hate the play, I hate the game. <laughs> and I and I and I, I honestly I didn't see anything wrong with that. No, you know? because why would they, you, babes? <laughs> You're having a lovely fucking time. <laughs> is there is there anything wrong with that? There's no. nothing wrong with that, right? It's, 
Just making friends, aren't you? Just make, just making, and that's all I was doing. I was, and 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 I would go over, and what I would do is I would go over, and we would just have conversations. We would just talk, right? And then I go over to the boys, and like, yeah, man, the girls have got it going on over there, right? <laughs> they like, they're, you know, it's you're missing better out over, there. over here, lads. Yeah, you're missing out. So, but 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 in all honesty, is is that I love people watching. I love people, and I love psychology. That's really where it started. Yeah. It was it was my obsession with understanding why we do the things that we do. That's really where it began. It, honestly, I always say like there's no, there's nothing. People are so interested in me, and I'm very much the same. Can sit and watch people for ages, like can, and actually. I felt like I was just a gossip when I was younger. Like I'd always be like, oh my God, have you heard, heard what's happened to so-and-so? I never reveled in people's misfortune. It wasn't like if someone had broke up or something, but I would love it when people got together. And yeah. like, I'd love to see celebrities get married. Like, I'd love to see who people choose and how things work and when they don't. And I don't know, I find what you do so, so interesting, but you must feel such a sense of like responsibility, Paul, and obligation. Like you've got, People, I think at the very bones of most of what we do just want to be loved. Yes. And if you're yeah. helping facilitate that, especially for, oh God, I, I hate when I say this, but you know, as women get older, like we start to feel the pressure and the stress, like, and if you're sort of dealing with women like that and even men like that, you know, I think it must be an overwhelming sense of pressure. Oh yeah. It, it's, it's immense pressure. But one thing yeah. just to, to, to footnote, cause you're talking about <laughs> women feeling the pressure but yeah. what a lot of people don't understand or, or, or know because it's not in pop culture is that, you know, believe it or not, men, once we're talking about 40 plus, right, typically uh -huh. have the biggest challenges in relationships. Men are the first in relationships to say, I love you at, you know, at that age. Men have the highest, and this, this is a sad stat, but there's logic behind it is, is men have the highest suicide rate Aww. in relationships as a result of breakups. So that alone tells you the immense pressure that yeah. men feel as well. So you're right. Like it's everyone's feeling the pressure. And for me, so I, I was a professional matchmaker for 10 years in the States. My wife and I founded a matchmaking agency. Is Jillian on it as well? She, she Well, she was. We, so we sold the – we were together mm -hmm. uh, and we had a, a whole team. And then we sold the agency in 2016. Mm -hmm. And it was one of the best periods of our life because when you're matchmaking, versus, when you're matchmaking, uh, should I say off TV versus okay. on TV, you have many chances at this, right? So someone would yeah. sign up and they would work with you for six, seven months, and you may introduce them to 15, 20 people. Sure. Now, on television, on a show like Married at First Sight or even Celebs Go Dating, you're on Married at First Sight, you got one shot. You're oh, introducing I... them to, to one person. On Celebs Go Dating, it might be three or four people. So it's It's nowhere near pressure. enough. It's nowhere near enough people to get a yeah. legitimate match, really, is it? It's hard. It's yeah. it's much it's it's hard. Now we have had some very strong matches on Married at First Sight, I shall say. And we still have the highest success rate, believe it or not, uh, on Married at First Sight. If you look at the last three series. Of Married at First Sight UK. Well, you've got, and I, I kick myself because I only really massively got into it this year, but I did watch bits of last year's and I've seen there's a couple from last year's. I've got a baby. Yeah. So, so we have, so, so I started three series ago. Right. Three series ago, we had four couples. Mm -hmm. Three of those four couples are still together. 
three, and they have a and there's one baby. Paul and Allie have a baby, right? So that was the first first sight baby. Yes, that was the first married at first sight UK baby. And then the second series that I was on, Adam and Taya have have a baby baby, but we also have Matt and Dan together as well. Yes, we do. Love them too. How lucky are they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, great, great. And then off the series, we have uh, Zoe and Jenna together. Of course you do. Mate, I've had Adrian and Thomas on. Oh, you know, my- I love I love them. I love them both dearly for They're different so, reasons. Yeah, of course, fair <laughs> enough. They're so different, but such lovely lads. I've got, I've been away so much recently, annoyingly. I And there's so many episodes of Marry at First Sight. It's not like a one a week kind of thing. Like you have to really catch up. So I've still got so many to do. But mind you, you had a mad series this year, didn't you? Oh my gosh! Who, who did you have any favorites? Um, so I really love Jordan and Shanita, and from the get go, I was like, they are fucking perfectly matched. Like, yes. he's from up my way. Like, there's loads of lovely Geordie lads. So I was like, oh, and he loves his mom, and she was just cute as a bunny in a bow tie. Mm. So mm. I was like, this, this is my like. If I was a betting woman, I would say they were going to like stay married. Like, I would put yeah. money on it. But then when I seen it, I obviously read in the news that it sort of all collapsed, and I actually felt really upset about that one. Vicky, I, I've I've cried, or should I say, I've cried once, almost cried a second time, 10 years in television, right? Yeah. The first time I cried was actually Adam and Taya. When oh, Adam, at the re- yes, at the reunion last, he confessed about how much he loved Taya. And I was like, this is what the whole process is about, blah, blah, blah. I was he gets it. Cool. He gets it. Yeah. So, I, so I'm crying, right? Yeah. And then the second time is when, Jordan and Shanita are on the couch. It's the reunion. And we ask them, we say, are you sh-? like, Jordan, are you sure? Shanita's crying. She's, she's, she's in it. Like there was a moment where she was just waiting for Jordan to say, all right, Jordan, are you in this? And Jordan just said, no. And, and, and I, 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 I was crying. I was in my, like, I was, I was tearing up and I was crying, not for Shanita, yeah. I was actually crying for Jordan because I don't think he understood what he was giving up. No, he didn't. He, yeah. he absolutely yeah. didn't. And like, I've read his post since, you know, the big Instagram post he did um, where he was sort of like, I can't apologize enough to her. Like I've got things I need to work on myself. And I sort of thought, listen, I'm not here to judge anybody because right. For loads of years, I did reality TV and everybody had an opinion of me. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was sometimes really unfair. So I'm not judging Jordan at all. But I thought you have been under, you've been overwhelmed. You've felt like a little bit cornered and you've made a snap decision. And I actually think you're regretting it now. If he's not regretting not staying married to her, he's definitely got to haven't got a relationship anymore. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm I'm with you. I mean, he was under immense uh, 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 pressure and stress. And a lot of people don't, recognize that when he came into the process, the issue that he said he had was making snap decisions. Oh, really? That was, yeah, yeah, that, that was that it. Explains so, yeah, so, so he fell right back into that. But, you know, at the end of the day, I love Jordan. And I think that he is a super special, sweet stand-up. Like, he's great. He's like, he's a great guy. Yeah. And my hope is that they... I, my hope is that they get back together. I know. 
my ho- so I'm a total hopeless romantic. It explains why I've been engaged three times. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I honestly believe like they'll find their way back to each other. Yeah. I, I think, you know, when it's meant to be, you do. You know, I, I don't I don't believe well, do you believe in soulmates? So I read somewhere, I don't know if this is a soulmate thing, but this is a love thing. Okay. So I read somewhere that you have three loves in your life, right, Paul? Okay. And your first love is like puppy love. That's what people call it. But it's in no way um, any less important and like it doesn't it doesn't deserve any less gravity. It feels so real. It's your first experience at pro- all these emotions coursing through your body. And it's normally with someone really lovely. And that will like stay with you forever. And you'll always have like a moment where you appreciate that and you'll think really fondly of them. So that's love number one. Love number two really horribly is someone who has to teach you something. And it doesn't mean you didn't love them for a while or they didn't love you for a minute, but ultimately like it doesn't work out and it normally has quite, quite hard, like quite catastrophic, I suppose, like fallout from it, you know, heartbreak's horrible. Um, But it has, it will have to have it, you know, we'll have to learn. And then your third one is your big final important love that is so special and you stay with them forever and you're just a happy bit and it makes you feel safe. This is what I've got with Erkan, like, he makes us feel, you know, he's the one who taught me, Paul, that sitting at home worrying where someone was wasn't love. Right. And like, f- like arguing wasn't love. Right. I used to think that if I was in love with someone, you had to like have these dramatic, right. yeah, but then also be like shouting, screaming, because I was like, it's just because I love him so much, which is so passionate. Bullshit. That was toxic. And right. he's the one who taught me all of that. So I read there was those three types of love and like everyone goes through them once in their life. Do you think that's true? No. <laughs> you fucking burst my bubble on my podcast, you asshole. Oh my God. Oh my God. I felt terrible. I was like, Vicky's going through these three things. And I, I can't disagree more, but I'm not going to say anything about it. Oh, my God. Okay, well, no, this is so interesting because I was about to do an Instagram post about this. But I'm so pleased you've stopped me dead in my tracks. Tell me your opinion on it then. All right. So, well. Cheeky little monkey. What, what I do agree with, with what you said, there was one thing I definitely agree with. And I think it's something that more people need to know. And that is, is that you learned from your fiance that what love is, is it begins with safety. Yeah. It is about safety and it's about effort. And you need to everyone in this world, uh, marriage is not for everyone, but we're not built to live life alone. And that means that you need to be with someone that you feel safe with, that you could be you, you could be vulnerable, you could show your emotion, you could share your dreams, you could share your fears. We all need this in life. And so I completely agree. And And I'm so proud that you... Like you see that now as love. Yeah. That, that, that's so important. I mean, it took us 15 years, son, and a lot of failures. So right. don't be that proud. <laughs> yeah, but, but you've got it now. You know what yeah. I mean? And, yeah. and you're going to teach that to your children, right? So that's beautiful. Now, to the other things that you're saying, <laughs> 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 let, me, let me say this. Here's, here's why I, I, I disagree with all due respect, though. But okay. why I disagree with that? Every day is a school day, Paul. I'm happy to be proved wrong as long as I learn. Okay. All right. This is fair. So your, your first love, without question, is a love for one of your caregivers. That's the first love that we have. Yeah. This oh. is where our attachment style is formed. And our attachment style is, is, is the most important determining factor 
to how we love as an adult. Is that similar to love language? No, it's different. different. So with your attachment style, when we're a child, right, when we're when we're literally an, an, an infant, we all have a caregiver. It could be, you know, mother, father, grandparent, could be someone who's adopted us. Right. But we all have a caregiver based on how that caregiver shows us love is how we attach and how we see love. Now, there's three primary types of love. Okay. At that stage, three primary. One is called secure. That is when you feel like as an infant, if you're about to cry, that you can go to your caregiver and your caregiver is going to hold you, is going to comfort you. You feel secure with your caregiver. That's one type. Mm -hmm. There's another type that's called anxious. Anxious is when your caregiver sometimes gives you love. But sometimes they don't. And maybe they're not giving you love, not because they're mean, but because they're working, right? Mom has a job. Dad has a job. They're working 100 hours a week. They don't see you a lot. So therefore, you're you're anxious. Sometimes they're there for you. Sometimes they're not. That's anxious, right? Consistency breeds, right? Okay. Yes, absolutely. And then the last type. Is, and, and there's, we've like through science, there's several more, but the pro, the three primary are these: secure, anxious, and then the last type is called avoidant. Oh, that's awful! I already feel like this one's bad. It is. It is. It is terrible. Avoidant is when your caregiver just is not there for you, and so you have to learn to self soothe. You awful. you 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 learn that there really is no such thing as love, right? You can only take care of you. And so what ends up happening is as an infant, you then attach to your caregiver in one of these three ways, secure, anxious, or avoidant. And then when you fall in love the next time, it's not that you're falling in love as an adult for the first time. What you're doing is, is you are now going to model. Yeah. Like apply what you think love is. What love is. Exactly. Exactly. And this is the reason why we have such difficulty in relationships. Because you think about this, think about the, you, you, we always hear about the couples who you have the one, you know, uh, it could man, woman, doesn't matter, right? Man, man, woman, woman, doesn't matter. But you have one person who is constantly saying, well, you haven't called me. Did you get home yet? Anxious. Oh, you're That's exactly, yeah. exactly. Right. Then you have the other person that says, you know what, I don't, we don't even need to talk. We, I mean, we're dating, but we don't have to see each other, right? Mm-hmm. Or we don't have to physically touch all the time. Let's, we'll have sex, um, you know, after, after the event, but then we don't even have to stay in the same flat. That, that could never be me. That, that's like the furthest away from me. Like I need to be constantly reassured. See, 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 so, so, so it could be anxious or it could be secure for you. But, yeah. but here's the most dangerous part. The most dangerous part is that if you want to have successful relationships, you need to either be secure yourself mm-hmm. or you need to learn to be secure, which means that you need to be in relationships with people who have a secure Se- attachment secure. style. Yeah. Because as an adult, your attachment style will shift. So that also means if you're out here, and this is why I say people say, oh, it doesn't matter who you date, just date everybody. No. Okay. If you date someone who is avoidant, and you date them long enough, and you even if you're secure, you could become avoidant. 
110%. Like, that is so, so true. So for years, I considered myself to be, and so many women do this, a fucking rehabilitation centre for fellas who were a little bit broken. And like, I I used to say to my mates all the time, like, oh, he's a little bit this, he's a little bit that, but I feel like I can fix him. Like, I feel like he needs me. Like, I feel like I'm making him better. I was Mm -hmm. never making these men better, Paul. They were just in turn passing on their trauma to me, making me a bit more broken every time. And it's right, like, you take what, however that person treated you and you go on to the next and you treat the next person a bit like that. You're just, in a way, breaking more people. It's so not fair. I think, oh, I feel like I'm having a therapy session. (laughs) But no, you just, what you just said was poetic. Absolutely. Absolutely. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Honestly, mate, like I'm so lucky that I found Erkan. And I do feel so grateful that I found somebody nice. Um, and I do feel really grateful that you're out there like helping celebs, helping normal people find love and stuff. Because I do think in this day and age, like we absolutely, I think it's harder than it's ever been to find somebody. Am I the only person who feels like that? No, no, er- everyone does. But but you know what's interesting about that is so every generation feels that way. Like, you know, I <laughs> talked about grandmother. Grandmother, she was like, oh, we had it the worst. <laughs> I only had three men to choose from in my little village in Jamaica. You know, it's, it's one of these where... Fair play, Fair play. <laughs> Yeah. But to your point, though, I truly believe this has been the hardest time in human history to find a, a, a partner. I won't even say a spouse, but a partner mm. that you could be your best with. And the reason for that, I mean, there's so many reasons for that, yeah. but this is the hardest time ever. I always, I mean, I'm terrible because I make a fortune off social media and I absolutely fucking love it. I'm obsessed with it. Like it's a bit of a, I do try and be more measured with my usage because I know it can be toxic, but I blame social media for a lot of this. Like going back to what we said before, Paul, like everybody sort of sees all these perfect lives on Instagram and then they don't want to have to work at a relationship yeah, because I'm- they think you shouldn't, they think oh, nobody else is. Yeah, that's a bit of a problem. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's 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 very instant. Is that yeah? Well, well, I don't think that we appreciate unless you're in a a loving relationship how much work is required. It's it it it, and it is work and it's constant effort and it's not like effort once a week, once a month. It's every day showing up and willing to put the effort in. And that's why I always go back to great relationships are built on safety and effort. If you have safety and you have effort, you can make it work. I mean, obviously, you need physical attraction in there too. It doesn't know. hurt, man. Oh man, you 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 need it. Well, I mean, do, well, let me ask you: Do you think? Do you believe? 
that you need to have, you need to be attracted, physically attracted to your partner in order for your relationship to work? So when I was younger, like I used to, when I was listing the things I wanted in a fella, I used to be like tall, dark, handsome, no, no. And like, it was so important to me. And as I got older and I dated all these tall, dark and handsome knobheads, um, <laughs> I absolutely thought, hang on a second, like I'm doing something wrong here. And it was because my priorities were all mixed up. Yes, I believe it's lovely to want to like kiss someone, have intimacy, like find somebody attractive. That's so important. But actually like what's far more important is that they're there for you, that they're kind, that they make you laugh, that they make you feel safe. And listen, I'm really lucky. Erkan is a fucking wicked bit of kit. He's so lush. But he's also like really, really handsome too. Um, Really kind too. And I I don't know, like I think think there's got to be a mix there yeah. has to be a mix. Like in 40 years time, we're all going to look like fucking raisins, aren't we? <laughs> so you need, like, you need to fall in love with who a person is, right? Surely. Yeah, yeah you, you do. But, but also too, so here, here's, so in, in counseling, I would ask a question like that and I would listen to what the person says. And based on that, I would start to judge them. I would start to judge it. Did um, you just judge me there? What did you, I, what did you I, gleam? I did. And what I said is I was like, all right, Vicky's she's mature <gasps> because here's the thing. As you mature and it's not always about age, right? You need to go through some experiences in life, but mm-hmm. as you mature, what that really means is you start to value more things in life. You start to value a partner that could give to you, right, in communication. You start to value someone who is, um, you know, uh, funny. You start to value someone who uh, shares your values, right? You start to value other things. And those things that you value are are attractive, right? So, so, So listening to you, it sounds like earlier in your career, in your in your your dating career, dating right? career. I like I like the sound. I actually like that. Early, <laughs> it was graft early doors, mate. Let us tell I'll, you, it was fucking I'll hard bet. work. I, I believe it, right? You didn't you you know you valued probably limited number of things like height, you know, yeah. and that kind of thing. But really? no, no, you, you you value a whole suite. I, I and I agree with you. You need to you need to see it all. You need to appreciate it all. You need a little at least a minimal level of physical attraction. But you need shared values. You need shared vision. You know, you need to feel safe. You need to know they're putting effort in. Like, and I think that comes, like, I wish we knew, the benefit of hindsight, it's a lovely thing, isn't it? And like, I wish I knew all those things when I was sort of like 17, 18, because it would have saved me a lot of heartache. But again, like, I do feel like you have, you grow through what you go through. Yes. And honestly, like, I'm a better person for some of the relationships that didn't work. It taught me how I don't want to be as well and taught me what I don't want. So I don't believe... I would have found Erkan and been as happy as I, as we are now, if it wasn't for some of the bad ones. So no, yep. I think even though it was tempestuous and a little bit rocky, I think I needed some of the ups and downs of my little dating life. <laughs> yeah. Well, we all do. Yeah. We all do. I wanted to ask, because we are running out of time and I know you're a very busy man, but I think there's been a huge like explosion of dating apps on the scene. And speaking as someone who has friends who tried them and had varying degrees of success, like one of my mates just got married in September to a man she met on Bumble and they are the nicest couple. She's got this amazing little boy. They're probably going to have loads more gorgeous children. They've got two sausage dogs. It's a perfect setup, right? (laughs) Um, But then I also have some friends who've, like had really, I don't know, really terrible experiences. I wanted to get an expert's opinion on dating apps. 
Yeah. All right. So I'm going to give you the real. Okay. And not, not everyone's going to like, all right, Vicky, not everyone's going to like this, All right. but here, here, here's, here's the thing. 20 years ago, 20 years ago, if you were going to meet a significant other, yeah, you would meet them at work. You would meet them at the bar, mm-hmm. right. Or at a club, or you would meet them through friends and family. Yeah. Right. That was those were the number one sources of meeting a significant other. Mm. Online dating apps were not even top on the list. Yeah. Today, 80 percent, eight no. out of eight out of 10 spouses. Right. Initially meet their partner online. So it could be a dating app like Tinder or it could be on Instagram. Right. Uh-huh. But it, 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 it initiates online. So what we have to accept, right? I get that people are disgruntled about online. I get that times have changed on us. I get that. But we have to accept that this is now how the world operates. It doesn't mean that you can't still meet a significant other at work or friends and family or or, or, or at the club. But but yeah, if if you're serious about trying to meet someone, you need to be online as well. Yeah, you've got to, like, the world changes and you've got to roll with the punches, you know, or you get left behind. Yes. Um, okay, then. So the next question I have is, and I promise I am getting near the end of it, right? Because I feel like this is one I want to know just because I'm a fan <laughs> of both the shows. Out of Celebs Go Dating and Married at First Sight, which is your favorite one to make? Oh, man, you're trying to get me. Are you trying to get me fired? No, you You're trying to get me let go? What? No, I, I want to see you on the TV. Like, I'm just generally curious. Come on. No, no, all right. This is going to sound super political. Uh-huh. All right. Super political. But I love them for two completely different reasons. Okay. Completely different reasons. For Celebs Go Dating... And every celeb that's ever been on Celebs Go Dating is going to appreciate. They're not going to like it, but they're going to appreciate what I say is that I came to the UK because of Celebs Go Dating. Yeah. I thought I would be here for three months and it's been four years already. And you stayed for the fish and chips, folks. (laughs) It was all about the fish and chips and the gravy and the gravy. Oh, you've just won a fan in me, mate. (laughs) North, we fucking love it. But I met two of the most incredible people I've ever met in my life who have become dear friends of mine, Tom Reed Wilson, of Anna Wilson. Right? I love them both. Yeah. And, and, and so I, when, when I work on Slubs Go Dating, it never feels like work. It is hanging out with my two buddies yeah. for like two, three months. So like who would not want that? And you get paid to do it and you meet great people. It's and a win-win. Tequila with Pete. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so that's Celebs Go Dating. For Married at First Sight, I honestly feel like this is, this is going to sound wild, but I feel like this is part of my ministry, right? Mm. When, when, when couples are sitting on that couch at the commitment ceremony, I always am thinking about them and I'm also thinking about the audience. Yeah. And I'm thinking that there are uh, boyfriends and girlfriends, girlfriends and girlfriends, husbands and husbands watching this show and they don't have therapy and this is their only opportunity to get some counseling. This is going to be it. What is said to the couples on the couch, right, is going to have to translate to the folks watching at home and it will either, it could make or break their relationship at home. That's a huge responsibility. It's a huge amount of pressure. 
but I take that on and I appreciate it and it feels like a blessing. So that's why I love Married at First Sight. So, you know, I, I love I love them both. I love them both. So, so you're, so Slows Go Dating is your fun and Married <laughs> at First Sight is your fucking community service. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. I'll stop because I don't want to get you fired. Um, right. Do we think there's a bird out there for Pete? Is he ever going to have any luck? Oh my God. I, I mean, well, you know, we got a new series coming up. Uh, Pete, I, I'm going to say this, man. Pete is, is, uh, is one of the sweetest, and you know, one of Love the him. loveliest, sweetest. And I believe he's going to become the most incredible husband and father one day. I truly believe oh, that. That means so much to me that you say that because obviously Pete's been there for me through like thick and thin. And like when I had that really horrible breakup that I told you about before, like Pete was one of the first people to call me and be like, I never like the cunt anyway. <laughs> Like he was just so nice to me. And he was like, right, we're going out, we're getting drunk. And I know to people that might sound problematic, but it was actually what I needed. Like I needed to go out and laugh and like get things off my chest and let me hair down and all those things. And it was so lovely. And he's such a great friend. And I think, I know not everybody needs this like perfect significant other to be happy. Some people are just happy in the stage they're at, but yeah, whenever it's ready, whenever Pete is ready, I I really hope he finds someone just as amazing as he is. Yes, I agree. I agree. And I believe he will. I believe I'm sure will. you'll be a part of it somehow, helping him find it because he's fucking shite on his own. He always... I've, been, I've been trying for four years, Vicky. <laughs> you and me both, Paul. I think I've been trying a little bit longer. <laughs> uh, Paul, it's been such an honour to talk to you, actually, and I could talk to you all day. You just have Same. this really gorgeous, like, natural, like, lovely energy and... Ugh. Yeah, long same. may you stay in England and grace our TV screens. <laughs> the, 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 the same. I, I, lovely, and I love your love for your partner. I love that. I can feel it, you know, and I, and I, I think it's beautiful. You should catch us when he hasn't emptied the dishwasher, mate. You'd have a different yeah. opinion then. <laughs> um, but before I let you go here at Vicky Pettis and The Secret 2, we do always ask our gorgeous guests to give our lovely listeners a little pearl of wisdom. And um, I know there'll be people listening to this who are potentially struggling to find someone who is everything they want and makes them feel happy and makes them feel whole and is feeling all of those anxieties that you get when you see everybody around you seemingly having it worked out when you don't. So I want to know if you had any um, advice for those people and what your secret was to finding your perfect match. Yeah, you, you know, this is, this is a great question. I think that throughout our conversation today, we've been talking about safety. We've been talking about effort. Yeah. And the reason why so many of us don't, find strong relationships is because we're willing to suffer through weak ones. Say it fucking louder for the people <laughs> at the back. Whoa, I have suffered and I know all my mates have suffered through so many terrible ones because I don't know if that's, they've observed that love at home as children. I don't yeah. know whether they feel like it's all they deserve, but yes. like that is it. You will settle for the love you think you deserve. And Absolutely. We Absolutely. need to realize we deserve more, right? We need to know we deserve more. And so yes. I always say, ask yourself the simple question. Do I feel safe in this relationship that I'm in? Do I feel like I can be me? I can share my fears. I can share my visions and my dreams. So do I feel safe? And then is my partner making effort? Because remember, you're either healing together 
or you're creating trauma together. There's no in between. So are we, are we making effort to be better? If the answer to either of those is no, you don't feel safe. If your partner's not making effort and guess what you do? Yeah. You leave, you go. You go. Can I ask you a question, Paul? Yes. What if you've got one of them? What if you're safe, but you're not? No, you, it, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. That, that's the reason why it, it, it takes two to tango. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, you need to have, let's think about this. You could be safe all you want, but if you have someone who's making no effort, yeah. that means they're never going to be willing to address any issues. They can never be wrong, right? It means that they're creating trauma. They're creating trauma for you. And so and, you have to go. And maybe it's not even safety that you feel in those scenarios. It's complacency. You know that that person feels like you're not going to do anything. So you both just sit there, not quite as happy as you could be, completely you complacent. Just, so, so you just brought up the, the magic C word. And it's not because I, I, I see you, you, there are many things that you like. You, you know, babe, she's got a colorful uh, vocabulary, but no, it's complacency you're talking about, is it? So, 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 so complacency actually, I think, kills more relationships than cheating right? Is, is complacency. But then also, you know, John Gottman, who's one of the OGs around uh, marriage therapy says that he could predict whether or not you'll be together or break up with 99% accuracy. And that is if he sees one of the C's and that is if he sees contempt. So if, if your partner disrespects you, it could be an eye roll. It could be talking down towards you. It could be making fun of you, right? But if they disrespect you, that is a form of contempt. That means they believe they are above you and that is a relationship that will not work. So it's it's about being aware of these things, contempt. Yeah. It's about being aware of effort. It's about being aware of safety. You know what? It's about being aware of attachment theory. Honestly, I think listening to this episode in itself is a form of therapy. Oh, right. Understanding these concepts. Absolutely. I felt helped by it, you know, and I consider myself, I thought I'd worked through all my issues and was really healthy and happy, but fuck no, I feel like I've learned today. Good. Oh, thank you, Paul. You're the best. I love thank you a you. bit. Thank you. Well, guys, that was Paul C. Brunson. Um, we all now know that the, the C stands for Carrick and not what I thought it stood for. I do think mine has quite a nice ring to it. <laughs> um, if you weren't in love with them before, I bet you're in love with them now. I know I am. What a lovely man. I hope you took something away from that, guys, because I know I really did. Um, relationships can be hard. Meeting people can be tough. I feel like with a couple of Paul's little secret tricks, things might be a little bit easier for you. <laughs> um, if you are loving listening to The Secret 2, then please tell your mates about her. Leave a review. Do all of the podcasty things. And don't forget, we now have a YouTube as well. So if you want to enjoy it on a more visual platform, it's there for you as well. Have a really great week, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.